This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is the Blitz 1170. All right, it's 134 here on the Blitz 1170. Rome for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. Uh, real quick, on a personal note, this morning I went and read to a class of kindergartners. We had the chance to go in and read in front of my daughter's class. I did. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> Because um, at all week, it's reading week, Matt. Yeah. So the parent that went in yesterday really set a bar that I felt like was a little bit unfair for the rest of us because evidently she showed up with snacks and drinks when it was supposed to just supposed to read the book. So oh, I no. instantly had all the pressure on me from the kiddo last night. I was like, Dad, you're bringing snacks and drinks, right? I'm like, I don't really feel like having to go get the Yeti out and carrying that around. So I just, I went and got some snacks, but that was so much fun this morning. It was a blast having 11 kindergartners that were around. And all I can say is God bless our teachers. (laughs) Uh, 11, like I panic sometimes with one five-year-old, but 11, like I am so thankful, so thankful for everything that they do each and every single day across this state, and they should be respected and appreciated more than what they already are. And with that, let's set up the hotline and welcome in the athletic director at Oklahoma State. His name is Chad Weiberg. Even though I slipped up and have called him Kevin now twice in the last two days, Chad, please forgive me if I slip and call you Kevin. Uh, no, but, no, uh, that's okay. I've been called a whole lot worse. So. Old habits are hard to break. Yeah, old habits are hard to break sometimes. So uh, yeah. apologies for that. Um, let's kind of uh, let's set the stage, and I, I'll give you the floor, but. After when I saw the release come out and hit the email and I started going through all the renderings and and what the potential um, vision plan looks like, the first thing that started running through my head was how do I put into words today how massive that this moment is for Oklahoma State? So I'll give you the floor. How big was yesterday and all of the work that you guys have done behind the scene to unveil that to the general public to athletics across the country, which I think is important, and to your donor base? Well, for all, all of that, it was a, a big day and an important day for us. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said at, at the press conference, it's, uh, you know, we've been there before. We've done that before. Um, you know, I think when you go back to when the announcements were being made about uh, Boone Pickens Stadium and what we were planning there and, and the the initial phase of the athletic village, you know, you have to take yourself back to what used to be in that, you know, that part of on that side of campus and that part of town and, and uh, the transformation that it has occurred there um, because of the vision of, of uh, Boone Pickens and, and uh, all the, the contributors and donors who bought into to that vision, all the work that was done by coach Holder and the administration before. Um, so this, um, you know, it is a big, big day, but it is just the next step um, on that, that's building on top of that. So behind the scenes, at, at what point, 
And and I know you can go back to the athletic village plan, like you just mentioned with Boone. But from from you being able to be there and to have your kind of arms and hands wrapped around this project, uh, how much work has truly been happening behind the scenes, Chad, to make yesterday happen? Yeah, we've been working on this for a year, I think, or really close to it. Um, and it is a process, right? When you get into it, you start just. Uh, you know, one of the things that we engage the architects to do is just basically is help us, you know, put this into place, help us vision this. That's why we, we do call it the vision plan. But a lot of questions about, you know, if we want a facility that accomplishes this, wrestling training facility or indoor track, whatever it is, you know, where is where is the best location for that to go? Does it, if we think this is a location we want it to go, does it fit there, you know? Does the space accommodate it? Um, just all those kinds of things. And, you know, as, as we get answers back to those questions, if, you know, obviously if it's no, then we have to come up with something else. So it's a, it's a process, and sort of every step of the process leads to the next one, and it just uh, it takes time for it to develop and unfold. And there's parts of it that you, uh, you know, immediately you, you really like and think it makes sense, and then there's parts of it that you're like, well, I get it, but uh, – I don't really like it and we look at some <laughs> other options and you know all things so you just kind of keep keep working at it until you get it uh, to where it just feels exactly right and I think that's exactly what we came up with I feel really really good about the plan we feel feel good about uh, the way it all lays out and works together and the opportunities that it creates for all of our student athletes and all of our programs and and uh, so excited about the plan and and now the the work begins on executing it. A couple more on the planning side. Um, I I just know from most of my experience around being around athletic directors has, has been here at the University of Tulsa. But um, anytime that I was around Dr. Gregg when he was the AD, it was meeting after meeting after meeting, and he was going and, and always looking at facilities. That's one thing that he told me that he always enjoys when he was on someone else's campus is going around and just – take a notebook with him and make notes about things that were happening. Um, are you the same? Are you in that same vein? Uh, and, and how much of this has been a process of just understanding what others have and how you would put your own spin on what could potentially be coming to campus? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a part of what we do when, whenever we have the opportunity to travel with our teams, whether it's uh, you know, football, basketball, baseball, you know, whatever the sport is. And, uh, and uh, you know we try to uh, you know look at the facilities that are there. You know it's great we have that kind of uh, collegiality with our our counterparts at all those places. We can reach out at a time say we're coming and can we see this or can we see that? And we always uh, you know happy to to give us tours and and we do the same when when people are coming here and so uh, that that definitely is part of it. But we do the same thing. You know we try to do benchmarking and pretty much everything that we do. I mean, uh, if, whether it's uh, in kind of the game day environment or what, what are the uh, services that you're providing to your student athletes, what does your sports medicine, what is your training, you know, all of those things, um, what do those look like? And because and you want to, you know, you want to have an understanding of, of where you fit into that. And if there's ways that you can get better, then you want to uh, find out how you can do that. You start walking around campus as Chad Weiberg joins us here on the Blitz 1170. I'm always fascinated to know how the process goes because I, I feel like that in any business that you're in, um, you could walk around and point to things and say, hey, we need to upgrade here or we would like a potential upgrade or we could do this a little bit better. 
when you walk around campus, how how does the order even start, right, from deciding, all right, these are the facilities that we know that, that need the most attention and that we feel like that we could benefit the most from? Well, that was certainly part of, uh, you know, part of putting this plan together is what are what are the programs, what are the, you know, teams, student-athletes, programs that, uh, um, you know, are, are kind of next, if you will. And, uh, you know, we've had, again, great supporters step up and help us with uh, making, you know, the new baseball stadium, Obrate Stadium, happen. It's spectacular. Uh, we've got the Greenwoods who, uh, Michael and Ann Greenwood, made the the tennis complex happened and, you know, we were scheduled to uh, host the uh, 2020 NCAA national championships there, men's and women's national championships there, but COVID kind of short uh, circuited that. And uh, we're back on the schedule to host this in 2024. Um, We've got a spectacular um, um, cross country uh, course, the championships that now twice we've got, uh, I think the greatest, uh, one of the greatest soccer stadiums in, in the country. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of our programs we've recently uh, taken care of. And so now it's kind of looking around and saying, what is, what's next? You know, what are the programs that uh, uh, need, need the help now? And, and that's what we've done in this plan is I think we've identified those programs that could use, whether it's a training, you know, facility or whether it is a competition combination of competition and training facility. And then, Again, the uh, you know sort of the domino effect that a lot of this creates is uh, what I'm excited about is it gives us the opportunity to positively impact every single one of our teams and every single one of our student athletes in, in the form of um, you know student athlete success center that houses a new academic center and and uh, student athlete leadership development and mental health and counseling and all of the, you know, the services that we are providing to our student athletes, it gives us the ability to uh, have one home for all of that. It's been a little over 24 hours since the the big announcement. What has the reaction been so far that you've seen? It's been very positive. I think it's been very well received. Um, and that's exactly what we hope, you know, we hope that it would resonate with, uh, with our, our fan base and our donors and, and make sense to them that they, there was, um, and excitement and, um, you know, buy-in into the direction that we were going. And and uh, that's the feedback that uh, we've received so far. So that that's really good. I thought it was a very good question yesterday because in listening to you, you, you kind of highlighted a couple of times about the significance of, of timing of this. And Jenny Carlson, I believe, is the one that asked you, okay, so why is the timing of this so important? And I loved your response, Chad, because it was – College athletics seems to be, and I'm I'm obviously going down my own path a little bit and rewording what you said, but it feels like that college athletics is still a little bit uh, like uncertain about what the future holds. But this is you either adapt or die in so many businesses, and this is your opportunity uh, to continue to adapt and continue to involve on conf- or evolve on campus because. The great unknown is out there. Uh, your your ACC reference, the Pac-12, no one really knows what, what the future is going to look like. The only thing that you can do is take care of the things that you can control. That's exactly right. Just control what you can control. And, you know, I remember, uh, you know, last summer, July of 2021, you know, when all of the uncertainty hit, right? And uh, uh, the, the news broke about OU in Texas um, uh, planning to leave the Big 12 and move to the SEC. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty. I did feel good 
about Oklahoma State's position. You know, I felt like we had done a lot of the right things to put us in a position to be okay. I didn't know exactly what that looked like, and I wasn't certain, but I, I had a confidence that we would be. But the reason I did was because of the work that had been done, you know, 15, 20 years before that. And so the same thing is now, right? We know that uh, this uncertainty is going to continue. So as we look out 8, 10, 12, 15 years into the future, you know, when we're at that point, I, I want us to be able to look back and say, we did all the things that we needed to do. We did all the right moves to put us in the best position that we could be in um, for whatever is happening at that, at that point. It also sends a sends a message to everyone. Besides taking care of what you're doing, I, I love the fact that it feels like that you're sending a message about how robust, how healthy that you are overall as a university, as an athletic department, and really the position that you're in overall in the Big 12. I think that was – I termed it on Twitter as a, as a muscle flex. I don't know if you want to term it that way or not, but that's, that's how I viewed some of the announcements yesterday because you guys are in a really great spot right now. Well, we are, and I think the the uh, facilities, uh, you know, are a reflection of of the success that we had, and vice versa. I mean, the facilities I think are part of the success that we have had. But you know, we talked about uh, you know all of those those metrics. I mean, over the, you know since 2010, we are you know ranked in the top ten in the country in the number of wins in, in football. I mean, that's uh, you know that that is remarkable. Um, and you look at the list of who's in that 10, and it's, you know, a lot of people you would su- suspect to be in that, that 10, but we are in there. Uh, we talk about the 52 NCAA championships that we have. That ranks in the top five in the country in the history of the NCAA. Um, we, with the, uh, the women um, indoor track championship that we just won this past weekend, that gives us our 92nd Big 12 championship since the start of the conference, and that ranks second. Um, in, in the conference and the number of uh, Big 12 championships. And so, you know, we have had success and we are. Um, we've got great coaches, great student athletes, done great things. We've um, obviously had great donors and supporters that helped us make that happen with, with great facilities. And, and, um, and so this, again, is uh, just the next step of keeping all of that, that going so that we continue to be a player on the national scene. Everyone wants to know a timeline. I can't tell you. So many people yesterday were like, well, what's the timeline on this? And I'm like, well, did you listen to Chad and what he talked about? Is So far as a timeline, you don't have one specifically for a couple of, of different reasons. Um, one of those is, is still trying to gather, and it also depends on you know the level of commitment that you have from donors. But you, you release the overall plan in map form for a reason uh, because it's kind of open-ended, right, on what gets done first and who, who potentially is ready to step up here and try to help out. Well, yes, I think it was important uh, for, you know, for all of our fans and our donors and supporters to be able to see, you know, this is the vision. You know, this is the plan. This is the roadmap. This is where we would like to ultimately end up. And uh, they will be the ones that, that help us get there and uh, with all of it. And so, yes, some of it will be determined by, you know, what is, what are the initial commitments, what are the initial, um, you know, priorities that, that, that they have. And, um, and I think it will be wide ranging. You know, I think we'll have support for all of it and then we'll um, just have to map out what is the right order of construction and those kinds of things. And that would be, you know, those will be great problems to have to deal with, uh, 
but the first work is, is you know, garnering the resources to make all of this happen. And we've had great initial uh, conversations about that. And, and uh, so I, I look forward to, to continuing that and excited about it. Last one I have for you is with everything that is going on outside of Stillwater right now in, in the college world, I know you've got a lot of things going on. How much of your time is dedicated to just kind of keeping an eye on everything, the, the Florida State Board of Regents, uh, the corner schools that's happening right now, Pac-12 related? Uh, how much of your, your time kind of takes up just making sure that you're on top in case the unknown happens to pop up at any moment? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think a fair amount, you know, I try to, to uh, read as much as, as I can. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways, I'm as much, uh, you know, like everyone else, I, I see things and, you know, you never know what, how much of it is true and how much you should believe and not believe. But uh, now, obviously, we, we talk a lot about it at the conference level, too. And I think Commissioner Yormark has done a great job of, uh of keeping uh, you know all of the athletic directors and all of the presidents and chancellors informed of sort of what's uh, happening um, on the college you know athletics landscape as as we know it and uh, I you know can involve particular conferences but there's also a lot still going on just uh, nationally you know mm-hmm. what sort of the transformation issues with the NCAA and and those types of things you know there's lawsuits that are working their way. <laughs> Yes. through the court system that will have impacts on, you know, what uh, what our system looks like. And so there is, you know, there's a lot of the moving parts, a lot to uh, keep your eye on. And and uh, the conference office and Commissioner Yormark are certainly a big part of that, um, helping us do that. I think they're doing a great job. It is never-ending, uh, which ask my next which my next question should be because it's never ending why aren't we at karsten today playing a nice round of golf with the weather that we have chad because it's too perfect outside we got to take advantages of days like this yeah we were just talking about that that's exactly right that's exactly what we should all be doing so uh yeah if you want to head on over i'll meet you out there (laughs) you know what don't tempt me (laughs) don't tempt me at all because it is way way nice outside chad i appreciate it thank you so much for taking a few moments to come back on with us here um dion told me to tell you hi as well and that he misses you which is a is a little strange for someone that's not here today but i but we here in tulsa can't thank you enough for still finding time to come on with us well uh, please tell him hello and i I appreciate it anytime absolutely thank you that is uh chad weiberg the athletic director at oklahoma state joining us here on the blitz 1170 on this tuesday afternoon there tion are you happy are are you happy you got your shout out in i know he was super excited about that plus dion hooked me up with something today so i felt like i needed to pay him back okay do you want me to turn the satellite on we'll just head over to carson now or well There, I, I have a few more questions before I just throw it on Fox Sports. Okay. <laughs> Who's paying for the round? And um, do, you do we to? maybe get some sort of uh, per diem <laughs> in terms of items that would be necessary for us to finish said round of golf? Because I would imagine if you're the AD in Stillwater... You know, you might have a few more perks than, uh, let's see here, Z-rated talk show host has in the city of Tulsa. (laughs) You know, like, just a few more. 
But you know, if we, I, he, I he just, feels like that he can make that happen. I'll, I'm ready to go. I yeah. can make a call and have uh, the kiddo picked up and see how much that we can fit in before it gets dark. I will drive. I would 90. also need an allowance on golf balls too, because the last time I played Karsten, it wasn't pretty. See, I haven't played Karsten, but That's, chances are it would still not be pretty. It was not pretty at all, nor is any element of my golf game whatsoever. <laughs> Even though, Matt, I'm telling you, the older that I get and the PGA last year and all the excitement around it, your boy here is I'm gravitating more towards golf than I ever thought I would in my life. Doesn't help when the warmer gets or weather gets warmer. Either. No, no. Or the doesn't. warmer gets weather. Either one of those. However you want to phrase it. <laughs> All right. It is 155 here on the Blitz 1170. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next. That is Matt Hubbard live from the Ike's Chili House Studios, serving four generations of Tulsa since 1908. This is the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.